Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're studying the book of Hebrews. We're trying to understand, Colin, what it has to say to us today. And we've reached chapter four. And in my Bible, that has a subtitle, a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Now, what does that mean? The writer to Hebrews is explaining that we are now living in the Sabbath of God, not not the, the seventh day of the week, but God created in six days, however you interpret that. And ever since then, uh, there has been this Sabbath of God having completed what he wanted to do in creation. We are now in the period of time where God, in a sense, rested from his labors. Uh, of course, the writer to Hebrews is also going to show how God has already accomplished everything that he wanted to achieve through the ministry of Jesus. And so really, the Sabbath rest is a time of faith. And what we need to do is to go very carefully through this chapter because there's a very closely reasoned argument that the that the writer is putting before us. But this is dynamic truth, Julia. This this. This really is at the very heart of what a life of faith is all about. So let's begin to read from the beginning of uh, chapter 4 of Hebrews. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Now, there is this rest, this rest in God that the writer to Hebrews is saying that all of us, everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, every one of us is to enter that rest. Now, the very word rest gives us a sense of of peace, of calmness, of assurance, of dependence uh, upon the Lord. It's not going to be through our striving, our straining, our activity that things are going to be accomplished, that the will and purpose of God is going to be fulfilled, but rather by resting in him, trusting in him. It's very similar to the kind of thought that Jesus put before the disciples at the Last Supper when he said, Abide in me, remain in me, rest in me, continue to live in me, and I in you. Now, what the um, writer to Hebrews is saying is that there are those who had the gospel preached to them, and even though they heard the truth, it didn't uh, have any value for them because they did not respond with faith. So therefore, it was impossible for them to enter into the rest of God. Uh, You remember in the previous um, chapter, he was quoting the Old Testament saying, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did during the time of rebellion. It's possible to hear God and not to believe what he says, not to respond to what he says with faith, in which case the The words of God, the promises of God have no value to us. 
Now, by contrast, he says in verse three, "Now we who have believed enter that rest. Those of us that have accepted Jesus, believe Him to be God's Son, have taken Him to be as our, our personal Lord and Savior, we have entered that rest." Then he says, "Just as God has said." So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Now you see, God said that those who would reject His word, reject the one He said, would never enter His rest. But those who have believed enter this rest. Now we're still left with the question: Well, what is this rest? Well, let's continue with the text. And yet his work has been finished since the creation of the world, for somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. And on the seventh day God rested from all his work. And again in the passage above he says, "They shall never enter my rest." It still remains that some will enter that rest, and those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience. So uh, the um, Gospel was brought first to God's old covenant people, the Jews, but many, as we know, rejected Jesus, did not believe, therefore could not enter into that rest, even though it was the will and purpose of God that they should do so. So, because of their disobedience in not receiving Jesus, it was impossible for them to enter into this relationship with God, whereby they could rest in Him. So, by contrast, the scripture continues. Therefore, God again set a certain day, calling it today, when a long time later He spoke through David, as was said before. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. So, in other words, all the teaching of the Old Testament is looking forward towards this time when it would be possible for people to enter into this Sabbath of God, into this rest with God, into an entirely new relationship with God. Then, verse nine, we read, "There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God." So, God wants us all to enter into this Sabbath rest. This 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 relationship of faith with Him. Now, why does the writer call it a Sabbath rest? Well, in in verse ten,、uh, he says, "For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from His." Now, of course, under the law. On the Sabbath day, there was to be no work. This was a day of rest. So, if we are to enter into the Sabbath rest of God, if we are to have that relationship of faith that God intends for us, it's going to involve resting from our own work. Now, this is why this is such good news, because you see, under the law, and of course, those who live by religious laws, no matter what the nature of their religion, they are all trying to please God by their own works, by the things that they do. They feel that they can only gain acceptance with God and credence with God through their own self-effort and activity. 
Now, the writer to Hebrews is saying something completely the opposite of that, that if we're going to enjoy the rest of faith, then we are going to have to rest from our own works. Does that mean our own strivings? It means our own strivings. It means that we rest from trying to please God by what we do, trying to gain acceptance with him through our own activity, and to realize that what God has called us to is a life of faith in him so that his purposes can be fulfilled in our lives through what he does, not through what we do. So, you see, in verse 11, the writer says, Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall by following their example of disobedience. In other words, don't be disobedient like the people under the old covenant where you're trying to please God by what you do, by your religious activity and observances, by all your rituals and ceremonies. Don't fall into that trap because that's disobedience in the eyes of God. No, he wants you to enter into this Sabbath relationship with God where you rest from your activity and you now see that the whole focus is trusting in God, trusting in Jesus. Now, this doesn't mean we won't be active. It means that we will be resting from our labors so that God can work his activity through us. So he goes on to explain, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, how does faith come? Faith comes from hearing the word of God proclaimed to us. And so the word the writer is saying, is like this double-edged sword, this sharp sword. It penetrates right to our hearts. Now, it divides soul and spirit. What's the, what's the significance of that? Well, that which is of the spirit is that which God does in us and through us. That which is of the soul is that which comes from our, ourselves and from our own effort and our own ideas uh, and really our own plans and purposes. So the word of God will help us to discern what is of God, what really is the plan and purpose of God that can only be fulfilled by trust in him, by resting in him, and that which is our own labor, our own ideas, our own opinions, the way in which we think we ought to serve God. Very important that that distinction is made. And then he says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So we must always remember that the, the um, writer has said, none of us, no believer, must fall short of, of entering into this rest, of coming to the place in their lives of saying, right, my trust and my confidence is in God. Therefore, my trust and confidence is in Jesus. I trust in what he has done for me on the cross. Uh, I trust in the life that he has given me by the power of the Holy Spirit. I trust in his word. I trust in his promises. I trust that by his presence and his power working with me and within me, all the plans and purposes that God has for my life are going to be accomplished. They won't be accomplished by my striving and straining, but only by me trusting in him. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 